Hello, I am Vigilimon and I am here to show you the latest episode of PlayStation Unchained. Uh, normally people clap at this point. Um, we have brought some brand new features for the podcast, uh, including horses, radio towers, and men in funny hoods. <laughs> I wanted to do this conference alone, but I felt an outside opinion would be very good. So I brought in a good friend of mine, Brazilian superstar, Pele. Hello, Pele. Uh, hello. Uh, did I tell you about that time I did that difficult challenge? It was when no. that it was that penalty oh it was so beautiful though it but such a it was the most tiredest thing i've ever done in my life oh yeah. it was uh, straight fantastic i believe oh. is what you say it's yeah. uh, a fantastic thing you have done and uh, but not as good as the story you told me about losing your wallet in one of your trousers and then you had to go back and find the trousers but it was in your trousers anyway oh we laughed oh yes that that one yeah i remember that yes. I, I laughed. Oh. I found out that it was the penalty where I felt my trousers fell down. I lost the lost them there. Which was crazy because you normally would not wear the trousers in this uh, sort of situation. I was uh, thought it'd be more challenge. You know, I'm best footballer ever. So yes. Anyway, I suppose we should say on with the show. We've got exciting things to show you. We promise the world, and it will probably be a little bit shit. But beautiful things. Beautiful, beautiful shit. Beautiful shit. <laughs> so, onward and enjoy the show. You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. And you may notice that it's not a regular hosting voice today. No, today it's me, Neil Bolt, hosting for the first and possibly last time as it brings upon the apocalypse. And with me today is, as ever, the ever-present the stable pillar of this podcast, Ben Shillabell Hall. Ben, how are you today? To be honest, Neil, if anything was going to bring upon the apocalypse, it was the D3 news we had at Sony's conference. Oh, yes. I mean, if Valve had come out and announced Half-Life 3, it's pretty much confirmed. That would be the Four Horsemen. That was the last title. I hear that someone had to intercept Gabe Newell <laughs> at stage. To stop it from happening when they realised that the storm clouds were brewing overhead and buildings were being ripped apart. Yeah. And they, someone just literally had to knock him out. Because he was supposed to come out right at the end on that last yeah. bit before the Uncharted demo. Yeah. We all knew that. Yeah. Avoided for another year. Uh, so, yeah, apart from that, good. Good. Fantastic. You enjoy E3? Uh, oh, I did so much. It was amazing. Yes, we had, we had some fun times covering it this week, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, especially taking the mickey out of certain French publishers. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, okay, we climbed the radio tower to bring this unchained to you all. Yes, we are currently sat <laughs> atop this radio tower. You'd be surprised there's no sound of wind or anything like that. But it's... We've got super mics. <clears throat> yes, yeah, super mics with noise cancelling nonsense. Yeah. I suppose then, really, if we should just kick off with what were the best things you felt that were there at E3 this year? So, go on, Ben. Tell us. Tell us what was best. Well, if I tell you what's best, obviously there's nothing else to be talked about because... Well, you're oh. best, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's a subjective thing. Um, uh, what should we call it? I think the um, Uncharted 4 was probably one of my best at the show. Yeah, it was a good demo. Um, 
No, I did find it funny that the controller died at the start. Yeah, apparently they didn't hand him the controller. Wow. Well, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that was my best of ever, ever shows that will not be beaten. I just remember when we were there watching it, <laughs> saying, it's like, everyone was going, oh, it's happening, it's happening. And I'm like, Yo, come on, let's let's not go over the top, just in <laughs> case they're doing it again. <laughs> but no, look, it's that, it's that bit, and that bit, and that bit. And it's like, and it just, it's like, Hearing a bunch of school kids just going crazy about something. Just school kids. It was just me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, no, it is true. Shut up. <laughs> don't let me. Don't let the dream die. And then me and Mike were like that later for another yeah. game. <laughs> so. uh, and the other game as well, I think as well. But to be fair to other, that's uh, uh, um, um, what um, no, there was nothing at Nintendo's all. Um, uh, uh, Mass Effect Four. There we go. That's a different company. Yeah. I'm just so Sony doesn't get all the best of E threes, <laughs> even though they deserve all the best of E threes. Yeah. I found the uh, Mass Effect thing a bit disappointing in terms of what they showed. Oh, I was disappointed, but still, I can't no, think of another like, game. At the time. Yeah, I like the uh, choice of music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Johnny Cash in there was really cool. And it sort of threw you off what it would be. And I think um, yeah. Jim Sterling said it this week. He was dead set that it was going to be Dead Space 4. From the way they showed everything <laughs> at the beginning. So, so, and he was utterly disappointed in one way. Just like that. So yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? Overall, I think that's the uh, common theme yeah. throughout it. Personally, I'm going to say Shenmue 3. Just, yeah, me and Mike were sat there sort of fist pumping at nearly four in the morning and it was just a fantastic moment to have but other than that i was quite taken with the last guardian demo just opening with it like that it was nice confident just the little animation touches that they've added clearly since that time it just i still want to play that game so so much and that really really helped and the only other thing I've seen of it, E3, that really got me, I think, was probably Phantom Pain. Just the trailer was so well executed and just had so many little hidden meanings and stuff. And then they've had that 40-minute uh, gameplay demo that's come out since from E3. It's just, oh, it's got me so excited for September and for that game. It's just going to be something absolutely awesome, I think. And, oh games they're everywhere and they're lovely at this time of year see i'm losing myself in a giddy <laughs> schoolboy glee again but hey you know well i think we should probably see what other people from psu thought because a couple of people who could not be here tonight again they aren't dead they're just unavailable um gary frank desaro who was uh, one of our guys who said his top three E3 stories were the Final Fantasy VII Remake, as you said, Shenmue three, as I said, and he found the Xbox One backwards compatibility thing a uh, major thing, which we'll talk about later. But, uh, and I think our other person was uh, good old Kevin, Kevin Rombeau, who has done some wonderful things for us, if I can find them. So many things. I've got like 20 tabs open on there, I think, just... All these things I've got to find at the minute. 
Bum, 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 bum. Yes, anyway, so Kevin's favourite things, though he liked to state that he doesn't like the term favourite things, he just goes on whether it appeals or not. Uh, he was pleasantly surprised with Verona by Ubisoft, which, to be fair, did look good. Did you get on with that at all? Then? What's that, sorry? His favourite things? Yes. Did you uh, like the look of Verona on the Ubisoft conference? Verona? I don't even remember that game. Oh, like that medieval thing where it was Vikings versus medieval knights and Oh, yeah, that, that thing with the... And the guy came out with a walking cane afterwards and the rings on his fingers. Oh, him. He should be the in the boss. game, yeah. Yeah, uh, so. it, it was amazing. I don't remember anything about the game, but I do remember him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin's, Kevin's other ones were South Park game. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that was, I liked the trailer for that. That was definitely the funniest trailer to weekend of the week. The fractured just, butthole. The fractured butthole. Yeah, still giggling at that at this point. <laughs> And he also said Rainbow Six Siege caught his eye, which, yeah, it looks good, but I yeah. don't, yeah, I, I went off Rainbow Six a long time ago, I think, with that one. Uh, he also was interested in Anno 2205, which I don't know much about. Uh, no, I Knights don't know of, much about that Knights either. of the Fallen Empire, which is the old, Star Wars The Old Republic, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and Star Wars Battlefront. Though he's concerned about Battlefront, being Battlefield 4 with a Star Wars store, yeah, I can't speak now. Star Wars kid on, which, yeah, to a degree you can see it, but with this year's gameplay demo, he looked a little less like just Star Wars with Battlefront in the background to me. It's like the sound effects sort of made that demo nice. It, it, the only time it took it out of me out of the moment was probably when, you know, Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker faces off against Darth Vader on the planet off which clearly didn't happen and it's <laughs> that's, that's finicky and silly but yeah sort of threw me out of the demo a bit and ruined the immersion but the uh, next game was so realistic though remember that time Narfadia turns into a scorpion <laughs> <laughs> back in the day when when they just made games that weren't anything yeah. to do with it and then just go oh we got we need a game for a license um here have this one <laughs> so, but it's got a guy who turns into a scorpion doesn't matter Stop, I, I, I would love to see, I, I, I know it's weird but I'd love to see that as a reference in a game that would be cool wouldn't it just suddenly it's like strike him down and he turns into a scorpion so. <laughs> strike me down and I'll sting you yeah I'll sting you yeah greater <laughs> force than yeah. normal scorpions do yeah. <laughs> I'll be ruddy cross about it too <laughs> Uh, yeah, any other big moments sort of stick out for you from E3? Oh, I would have liked, well, not big moment, but I'd like, I would have loved to see more about Morpheus, but I didn't get any enough. Yeah, I wonder if they sort of waited on that one because there's so much they want to show later when they're closer to release. Yeah. Right? So they well, can just sort of give you the whole package. Yeah. Because uh, one of the things that was said this week, I think, was that it was hinted that No Man's Sky would have got a release date, but for a last-minute intervention, which could possibly be because Sony have drafted Ooh. it into Beyond Morpheus. Ooh, Morpheus. Ooh. Yeah, now, that, that would be a good good use of Morpheus. That would be an amazing use. Yeah. And so, yeah, 
I'd hate to think that the game would be delayed a few months just for that, though, because I kind of want to play yeah. it this year. But yeah. yeah, along with every other game that's out this year. Um, but yes. it's a perfect game for Morpheus. It is. It's just you lose yourself in there. You really would. I think, and just adds another layer of intrigue to this game. We still don't know huge amounts about. I want to. I wish. I'd love to play Metal Gear and got Morpheus as well. But oh, I think. For me, first-person games are going to be the ones that work better yeah. because just, you know, it puts you in the experience more. It's like, you know, you, a third-person would feel like you're in a set, in a way, which is well, cool. Well, I meant could work Metal Gear in a first-person anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that would work. But, um, yeah, No Man's Sky was probably another one of those games this year that I was already hyped for it anyway. I already... I will rave about it to anyone that will listen. But, you know, it was nice to see it this year and to get a little bit more about what would be going on. And just, yeah, the potential's still there, but it's the fact that it's still not that release date. And there's just yeah. still so many questions, which I think they've had to do because uh, it's that sort of a game where they want you to figure it out to a degree and learn yourself and explore everything and find and figure it. But, so yeah, it'll be great to see when the time comes, which unfortunately is now looking more likely to be next year. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, there were loads of things this year at E3 that were absolutely amazing, but I think, you know, the, we should probably move on to the other side. You know, yeah. The worst. The bad. The bad things, which thanks, yeah, you know, mercifully this year weren't so prevalent, no. but there were some. There were some stinkers. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, our two friends who aren't here today pretty much came up with the same negative point, which was <laughs> Nintendo. But <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo. Why did uh, you why, uh, carry on, actually? Yeah, yeah, I was going to start with just with what Gary said, which is his, uh, the rant he wanted to have all week about the Metroid game. I know we're a PlayStation podcast and everything, but it's just... It's worth mentioning, I think, this one. As he puts it, the worst thing at E3 would be Nintendo coming there and taking their pants off, squatting down and taking a dump on the Metroid franchise. <laughs> he said, yes, I am talking about that atrocity. that is Metroid Prime Federation Force, a four-player co-op game that has nothing to do with Metroid, but apparently wants to use the name. He's never seen a petition with almost 10,000 signatures to get a game cancelled. No, I <laughs> <they> haven't. <laughs> like... Though, you know, it's you can get the sentiment of it, but probably not the best thing to do about it. I mean, it's not going to change anything. They're not going to go, oh, well, all right, we won't do it. And now we'll straight away go making a proper Metroid Prime. It's like, they'll just stop doing it as normal. No, that was, it, it was a silly move, all the same. Um, what about you? What, what were the worst moments for you? Possibly not Nintendo. <laughs> Well, Nintendo's obviously there. Yeah. Um, Microsoft's HoloLens was kind of weird. Yeah, to me, th that existing problem that Connect had, yeah. which is not everyone lives in a loft apartment, so they're not going to have this huge expanse of room to do this stuff in. I don't really see it working. The also, same way. also, it doesn't work like it shows to. No. Everyone and reports that the field of view is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
so when you're actually using it you can't actually see much you don't see as much as we did in that camera no and this is it and it's just like and because the way it controlled you were looking yeah. at it thinking well that's not how the game normally controls and you look like you've got a lot more limited options of what you're doing and yeah. i mean you'd have more control on the phone version of minecraft yeah. i think than you did on that one it's a great idea but i think maybe we're not quite ready for it yet so I just think it's Microsoft wanting to do something a little differently while still having the VR stuff there yeah. so they can go, well, we do that and we do this. Also, so, yeah. also yeah. it felt like cheap mode because the whole point of Minecraft is to look and find resources. Yeah, it was more like it just used the creation side of it. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd want to know if they were doing the actual story stuff in there. Yeah. Well, story, that... with, story with yeah. uh, air quotes on it, but... Yeah, Minecraft yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, that Minecraft story that's so compelling that Telltale are going to make a whole game about it. Oh, it's going to be the best game ever. It's going to be like, and then I crafted a block. I had a bit of a cry. And then I found some gold. The end. The end. I found a dragon. I slain it. It's fine. Then a dog went... died. Sad face. <laughs> I went back to making my house. End. <laughs> Uh, what and then my house flooded what a twist yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's terrible terrible i don't know for me i didn't really see a lot that i would class as worse i'm not really that bothered about the xbox stuff and nintendo stuff as much so it's not so bad um slight niggle with the sony conference was that not really that many release dates for the stuff they were showing, or even a vague idea beyond 2016, it's just yeah, it's still everything's in the pipeline, and that's a little troubling at the minute. I mean, but then again, I mean, it was pointed out this week about oh, Microsoft's got all these great exclusives coming out at the end of this year. So, but yes, this is pretty much the first time Microsoft have more exclusives coming out in a time period than a Sony for about what four years, five years. And it doesn't really mean much. It just means that Sony's are at a different time point. Now, that said, it's still disappointing that we're having to wait for a lot of the big games. But then, you know what? I turned around and I thought, well, despite not having all these exclusive games out, we still have you know stuff like Batman coming out, Metal Gear, you know, Fallout 4, you know, alone. Those games are huge sounding, and they're going to take up a lot of the time on their own. That's before you, you know, get into your usual yearly stuff like your Assassin's Creed's and your, uh, and yeah, it's still it's going to be a better year than last year. We know that already. And there's plenty to get your teeth into. And you look at 2016, you think, well, Sony will have you know, potentially Last Guardian and No Man's Sky, among other stuff. And it's, again, they're, they're pacing it a bit slower, perhaps with the exclusives because they're a bit riskier what do you yeah, reckon i agree plus as you said there's so many exclusives there's so many games coming out this year that yeah there's no point competing against some of those means you're not going to have enough sales no no just again off the top of my head i thought there's hitman in december yeah. it's like yeah. it's just it's every month now yeah for the rest of the year there is something yeah. like i want to play and it's just it's 
which is annoying because yeah. you know, <laughs> the time's starting to run out a bit more. But <laughs> well, this month's been ridiculous for me. It's like all the games I want are out this month, pretty much. Yeah, it's like well, <laughs> the last couple of weeks I've had Elder Scrolls yeah. and Lego Jurassic World. I have Batman next week and. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh, who was reviewing that for us in the end? I, I know it's spoilers, I but last week. So, yes, yeah. Oh, it's no spoilers. The reviews are out there. It's yeah. generally most people think it's really great, apart from yeah. GameSpot, who want to give them the, the token seven out of ten. Did so, IGN so give it ten out of ten? They give it nine point two. Well, Apparently IGN not enough brain. Not enough <laughs> brain. Can't to, oh. remember which. Usually one of the two. Yes, uh, it's a, IGN. Apparently the, yeah, apparently the Batmobile sections are the thing that let it down. It's a, oh yeah, it's I knew just, that had happened. Yeah, I said. Ever since but, they yeah. kept talking about the fact they'd have as much polygons in the Batmobile as the whole of Arkham Asylum, yeah. it was. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go ahead, do that. Why? 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 Oh, I suppose I should uh, point out that Kevin also had some. Uh, ideas on what the worst things were, which one of these points actually, now that I remember it, is actually a very good point. Uh, his major bugbear was EA wasting conference time by talking too much about their sports games, which do improve every year, but not worth the amount of time they waste on it. Same thing when they started with the let's talk about mobile games bit, which is very true. It, was, it, was, it just jarred me that they had mobile games in the middle of all this stuff they were pointing out. It was EA's conference was an up and down sort of thing for that. They had the whole thing with the guy doing Tangled. Tangled? Not Tangled. Unravel. What was it? <laughs> I was going to say. That's, that, was, Whatevs. that was Square Enix. Yes. <laughs> See? It's, they all melded into one after the end of the week. But yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy looking so passionate about his game Unravel at the conference and then just the whole Plants vs. Zombie Garden Warfare thing straight after it was just like, what? <laughs> it was like, it was a, a really bad shift. And yeah, that whole thing of Pele just talking for an eternity. That was the greatest part of their conference. Yeah, as I said, they should just get him on stage at every conference next year <laughs> talking about, you know, throwing out Werther's original to the crowd and just saying, yeah, that would be amazing. telling his old old man stories. Can't we just turn E3 into that? I just want that now. I just screw the video again. Yeah. Just, just want Pele on the stage talking about all... Do you want Pele? That guy, that guy with the cane and the rings from... Ubisoft yeah. conference. Well, they can welcome Pele onto stage, can't they? Yeah, he can go welcome, welcome. Yeah. To the great world of Pele. Yeah. And it's, it'll just be two days of Pele talking. Yeah. There we go. We've sorted out E3 next year already. I will save them some money because they won't have to pay for all those celebrities. Yeah. And then Aisha Tyler can come on every five minutes trying to talk, and the guy with the cane just go shut up. Tyler. Or she'll come on stage and try and flirt with Pele. <laughs> <laughs> using some disease. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, that, that, whole, that old chat up thing about the rickets. Oh, like you got rickets. Ah, oh. oh, rickets. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I used to think that I just didn't like her because she was the worst character in the last couple of seasons of Friends. Well, she did but, ruin Friends. Yeah, but then it's just sort of dawned on me since then that the writers and the main cast didn't really give a toss about friends at that point so that's probably what really did it and she's funny and who line is it anyway so I, I, I forgive her a bit more this year and I, I think she's, she grew into the role a bit apart from that weird aside yeah. and they're trying to get the meme going yeah that was a bit oh, she made I the I forgot the other bit 
They made a meme though by trying to not make it. Well, they didn't try to make, make a meme. Yeah. <laughs> Which, funny enough, is uh, Kevin's next point. Is the, uh, <laughs> having Jason Derulo come out on stage and do his little sing song. Well, the approximation of a sing song. Yeah. And uh, pretty much ruin it for the rest of the world. But Just Dance 2016 up on that stage with the rest of the Ubisoft lineup was a bit. Yeah. Disgusting, to be honest. I still don't even know what happened in that. He just got. He was supposed to be dancing to the, the actual game, but he just like thought, "Now nah, I'll do my own things." Yeah. And it was it was horrible. I was you know, there's been some musical performances like Usher a few years ago. He was, yeah. but he was, you know, godlike in comparison to yeah. this. But it's like it's like someone did. Yeah, remember Connect? When remember the fact that it was all staged. It's like yeah. if someone came on stage and thought, you know what, I'm supposed to be doing this, but you know what, I'm just going to do this instead. <laughs> it's very much like that. Yeah. I was oh, expect. Yeah. I was, yeah. I don't know. I was. I thought maybe when he danced, it would change stuff at the back, or when he did the animations, the guy at the back would yeah, do the animations. Just, but no, it, no. It just he just didn't put anything across about the game at all, which pretty much just says it all about that game. I think now it's like it's going to be the same thing as last year. There you go. Just... I don't even think it's going to be that because. Yeah, well, that's... well, they hit these almost lost in that was they had this whole thing about, you know, oh, you can have this subscription service to all these things. It's like, oh, yes, what the world needs, another subscription service. Oh, yeah, because that's what I need. I need to pay more money. <clears throat> Thank you. One of these days, someone who's quite heavy on subscription services is just going to look at their bank account and go, my wages are all going on subscriptions. <laughs> Always surprised if I find it goes to subscription. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Uh, you know, even when I try not to, I just end up with about a handful. Yeah. It's like the only one that's well taken care of, funnily enough, is my PS Plus, which yeah. lasts till you know, this time next yeah. year. So, but I still haven't had to pay for it for the past two years. So that's cool. <laughs> I've got like my Final Fantasy, my Netflix, my Crunchyroll, uh, PS Plus. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's yeah. just that you've just got all these things and they just add up. It's like, I've just had Now TV where I've had both the entertainment package and all that and, and the movie package because I wanted to watch Game of Thrones. And it just, when you look back at it afterwards, you think, you know what, I could have just had them on the telly and probably paid less. But I don't know, individually, they don't sound so bad. Anyway, enough about subscriptions. It's a whole other game. That sort of thing. Oh, so, any other bad moments to be have? Or I think they were all of them, weren't they? I think that was pretty much all of them. Oh, thank goodness. All the bad moments are gone. Which is terrible, really, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, yes. Uh, let's see what should we do next, I suppose. The main thing we'd like to do is talk about that whole big issue that came from Microsoft's conference which was uh, <clears throat> backwards compatibility now going into this straight away there's a quote from a certain uh, person working at Microsoft a while back now Don Matrick if we're going to name names <laughs> and thanks to Tyler C23 on PSU.com for bringing this quote to my attention again, is that he said, back in 2013, 
Only 5% of customers play older games on a new video game system anyway, so spending time and money to develop technology to allow them to play older games isn't worth it. Strange, then, that we get to 2015 and, whoa, look at that, they've done it. It's mad, really, isn't it? It's, it was, well, you know why they've done it, clearly, is because they're so far behind in mm. sales and they, need, they needed something sort of that Sony couldn't do. And here we are, we have it. So before I get on to other people's comments, I will ask your opinion, Mr. Ben. I really don't see the point. I don't play my PS3 games anymore. I doubt I'd play my X if I had an Xbox One. I doubt I'd play my Xbox games. Now that I've got this next generation and I have so many games for it now, and there's so many games coming out that I want for it, it's so it's very unlikely that I'll be playing many of the old games. Sure, occasionally I might, but really, as overall, no. I think most of the people that say they want it are the sort of people that don't believe indie games are games and yeah. that think any game that comes out on both consoles doesn't count. It's, yeah. Which is silly, really, because I will see stuff like Destiny and that as being, you know, and Ground Zeroes as being PS4 games, because that's why I played them all. I was like, why wouldn't you want to play the best version of the game that you can? It's, it just makes sense, but... I agree. But it's... It's not, it's not necessary, really, I think, at this point. When we've just had a whole list of games out of, oh, this is what's coming, this is what's coming. And, I don't know, it, to me, it contradicted all that Microsoft had just put up beforehand, saying, this is all our new games, this is all the stuff we're going to have on Xbox One. And then they turn around and go, but in case you think, well, that's a bag of shite, you can play all your old games, too. Well, not all your old games, just a handful of old games. Not even sure they'll work that well, but... Hey, it's something. Which, yeah, from what I've heard about the uh, backwards compatibility of the 360 in the early days, it's uh, they they weren't particularly good at it last time. So it, I wouldn't hold out too much hope on it being this all singing, all dancing thing that goes great. It's yeah, it was it was a hit in certain ways, and certain people seem to uh, jumped on it as wow, it's the game changer. But obviously, I put the question out to many people, both on Facebook and on the website, about it. And yeah, most of the people seem to think, don't see the point, don't really do it. And that, so I'll read a few, as I said I would. It's a, we've got a good old, nearly 40 comments on Facebook from it, so that's good. So, a few different views, we'll go through them. Uh, John Campbell on the Facebook page says backwards compatibility should not be a feature or a gimmick it should be a prerequisite for new consoles to at least have compatibility with the last generation of consoles it makes it easier for people who would need to sell their old console for the next generation and backwards compatibility on launch means that the console can be used more during the first few months due to a lack of good games or games in general or the cost of buying brand new games now I kind of get that in the sense of when I first bought the PS3 which was not long after launch. I still had a few games I wanted to play in. It was easier to just put them in the PS3 and play them on there. So I played stuff like Shadow of the Colossus and uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary on there in the early months while you know, we were still a bit you know, lackluster on what we had. And that was a terrible time. 
know, people moan about what's on PS4 in the first year or two, but PS3 was dog, dog awful. So that was one of the comments. Good. Um, someone else said, my thought, which is, uh, sorry, John Williford, said, my thought is that Microsoft still isn't for the gamers. Why are the Xboxes confused? Why everyone not in the gaming community is the original Xbox? Strange one. Both are Intel-based hardware with Windows. So why is MS not giving the Xbox One backwards compatibility since the beginning? And he still thinks after that that it's something to do with money, which of course it is. They want more of it. It's an easy way to sort of appease certain people who ask for the thing. I suppose sales will be the thing that come into it, don't you reckon, Ben? That uh, we see in the next year how the sales are going. We'll oh, see yeah. how, much, how much people really did want that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to affect it as much as Microsoft thinks it will. No, I mean... They seem no. to think it's some sort of sales god egg thing. That won't go, oh my god, I can do it now. I can do it. I can buy myself an Xbox One. See, if it was me in this position, I would be thinking, well, the only thing I really want to play on consoles that I can't play on current gen is XCOM. And, yeah. But I can play that on PC, so I don't care. And that's true of a lot of uh, Microsoft's library, that you can play it on PC. Yeah. Straight away. So, again, you've taken it out again. They're not exactly uh, going to demand much of pretty decent PC at this point. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, I, I think I've seen the number quoted as 5% wow. of, of Xbox 360 people would be enough to make it a worthwhile thing, but most of those people have moved, perhaps, moved to PS4 as well, and it's you've missed most of them, so it's going to be a very small number, personally, I think. But Also, I don't expect a lot of, a lot of big games to support it. Because any game that's big enough will want a HD remaster, and you can't remaster a game if it's been re yeah. You can and you play the old version anyway. Yeah, that's right. A lot yeah, of people uh, won't buy it because well, what's the point? I can play it on my original, or on my yeah, or download yeah. it or whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah, um, there's another point to it, of course, which is what would PlayStation do? You know, what could they do if they were able to do it? We know, obviously, they can't just straight up do the same thing as Microsoft because, you know... It's harder. PS3, yeah, the PS3 was a nightmare to code for. We know that. Yeah. And that's going to remain the same. It's amazing that they got The Last of Us remastered as soon as they did because yeah. it should not have been that easy. No. But, uh, yes, Jeremy Perro on uh, the website said, we don't need it, but most of us don't want it but with ps now it should be as easy as an app on the ps4 yeah. if sony is savvy that'll allow free play for the ps2 and even ps1 back catalog catalog as well as free play for all digital titles that you have bought through ps3 for ps plus members which i tend to agree with you're going to do it yeah. that'd be amazing that would be sony's best bet to say hey have you bought a game digitally for us you know there you go you can have it they uh, could even make a free. jab at microsoft they could go yeah. oh you can play this game free yeah, if you've, you've yeah. purchased it before. Oh, by the way, yeah. you're not limited to your PS4. You can play it on your Vita, your laptop, your TV, your Blu-ray player, your yeah, phone. You can play it on anyone's TV. Yeah, you can play it anywhere. <laughs> you can, don't even have to take your console at this point. You, someone else you know has got a Samsung yeah. TV in another country. You can yeah. just go there and go, there you go, I can play it. Yeah. Take a pad. Done. 
The problem is, of course, internet makes it a bit more difficult for most most of the population, and that's where the problem is. Yeah. And the current structure they have for PS Now is terrible, to be fair. But I, I've not had any issue with it. No. The, what it is, is yeah. fine. It's what, you know, the pricing is terrible. It's not uh, well, really... We've got the subscription service, which isn't too bad, I guess. Hmm. But I think they need to market it a bit more aggressively. Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, yeah, if you need something like akin to a 9.99, or you can eat sort of buffet yeah. stuff. But if they're not going to do that... But they already have a, that sort of thing already. Yeah, it is similar, isn't it? It's, yeah. But I think it's a bit more, isn't it? No, well, I think it's about eighteen dollars in it or something like that. Yeah. And so, but again, here we don't really know, and we end up getting somewhere along the same sort of pricing, sadly, yeah. as America with stuff. So, yeah, that's the worry. I think people think we're going to be paying nearly twenty pounds for. Yeah. Not every game you could possibly play, but uh, so uh, it's something that will work in time. I think once they've got more of the catalogue in there and internet gets better for people. And yeah. Yeah, I think that this is where I think Sony are probably smarter. That they have got something there that can last yeah. console to console without the need for any extra tech. They'll have that service. They can put it into every console they ever make from now on. Yeah. Like that. It's something that could make the Vita relevant again you yeah. know, by having the ability to stream any game from anything. At any time. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's nice that you can play PS1 stuff on there, and I still do. But to be able to play more PS2 games and probably the handful that are just PSP ports would be amazing, you know, at this point. Yeah. It's like it would just, it's a game changer. I mean, it's Sony have got a bigger catalogue there. And I know obviously some games are harder to do. Yeah. For Microsoft as well, because licensing issues prevent a lot of games coming out. But it's it, long term, if Sony can do it right, then. It will do them good. But, yeah, the niggling factor is that they have a track record of not quite following things uh, through to their, <laughs> the, the final point. Yeah, they seem to sort of go, oh, we're doing this, but then halfway through it, don't do it. Yeah. I mean, you have to agree with people that say you know, it's, it's a costly business to keep buying games and stuff like that. Oh, I agree. want to sell your stuff and... You might, yeah, you might want to sell your old games and backwards compatibility helps, but if you're selling your games, you don't want them that much in the first place. It's as simple as that. Um, let's see if I can find another couple of comments here because there's just so many to go through here. Um, yeah, good point here made by Gordon Ryan on the Facebook page. You remember a game being awesome, then you play it and realize some memories are better off staying as memories. So yeah. backwards compatibility is a waste of time, in his opinion. If you wanted to play PS3 games, why would I expect my PS4 to do this? I don't think my DVD player should play VHS or my MP3 player play music cassettes. I think I saw someone else point out that it might have been a bit you know, over the overblown and over the top way of putting it, but it's like people saying, "Oh well, I want my what happens when my console breaks? Then my library is lost lost to me like that. So why should I not have that on a new console?" It's like, well. You, got to buy a new car yeah you, know, you don't get to just keep the same car forever or the same television or the same yeah. washing machine it's stuff breaks and dies down after time that's right I, cool. I must admit the excitement is getting new stuff i'm sorry but getting new stuff is exciting 
Mm. And that's it. I think because the way gaming has changed in the last few years, yeah. and you have not just a AAA market that's a bit more cautious with what they do because you know, big money's at stake, so you have less of those. You don't really have that middle ground of games that, you know, not quite AAA, not quite indie, that stuff like Binary Domain, and like I mentioned before, that's you know, in the middle sort of games that you got a lot in the PS2 era, those cult classics titles that you just, everyone says, oh, I remember that title, it was really cool, yeah. and this title was really cool, that just wouldn't happen anymore because there's no level that works for that. Apart from possibly, you know, using Kickstarter to make a project work. Yeah. But yeah, and at the other end, then most, I think it's mainly casual gamers or those that only see like everything having to be grand and lovely looking and all snazzy. They look at indie games and just think, oh no, they're not real games. They don't count. Remasters don't count. But again, there's a market there because especially this generation where so many have come across from Xbox and there's stuff that they might not have played like The Last of Us and the Uncharted collection. And they make sense. And uh, it's, just, it's difficult. And I, we live in an internet age where obviously people are always able to complain wherever they can about anything and everything. It's like everything from people who are that elitist about their gaming that they won't play a game if its frame rate doesn't run to the exact specifications it's ah oh, i could go on forever about this entire subject it's so terrible <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's nice if you can still play your old game on the same console it's like it's just and i but at the same time with this i was going back to the streaming thing where people moan about well you wouldn't be owning the games that you're playing like well yeah but same with Netflix, but does anyone care? Oh, has anyone ever actually read the EU, EULA for any game ever mm. since the 90s? You don't own the games anyway. No, exactly. They could technically come into your house, take your games away, and they'd have nothing. I don't think there'd be anything against it. Yeah, and that's before you know, yeah. the, the, the age of proper internet. Yeah. Been, you know, all the games that people call classics before yeah. they all got silly about having. You know, DLC and all this nonsense like that. Even those games have that same disclaimer. It's uh, it's just a little bit of perspective, I think, sometimes that people lack when they just think that everything's very black and white. And there's, you know, like Sony having, it's like, oh, well, if Xbox can do this, Sony can do this. And it's like, well, if you knew better, then you'd realise that it's a problem that goes beyond just people going, no, we don't want to do it. It's a technological problem. Um, yeah, I think we'll leave on that. Apart from uh, Kevin and Gary's opinions on a thing, uh, Gary says it's quite simple. It's great to have, but not really needed. Everyone I know who has ever asked for it hardly ever used it in the past. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same outcome here. It's just like Sony said. It's a highly requested feature, but it's not so great used. I used to be one of those people who wanted backwards compatibility, but then found out I never used it. So in my opinion, it's a great feature to have, but not a necessary one. I'm buying a new console for new games, not old games. Very true, Gary. Well done. Extra points for Gary this week. 
And da -da -da -da, I was get that. And Kevin says, I was surprised by the announcement of Microsoft's choice to add this to their Xbox One console. I'm having doubts whether or not it's actually necessary, functional or not, especially for PS4 users who can already play some of the best PS4 titles through remastered versions. And there's more incoming, such as Heavy Rain. I think you meant to say PS3 titles. Uh, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, Uncharted, and more for those who do want to jump on those PS3 games. There'll also be PS Now, which in turns can end up cheaper compared to buying a PS3 and buying each game separately. Which, yeah, even if it does end up being £18-20 a month, yeah, it would work out cheaper in the long run to, to sort of play that way. Again, comes back into the internet. Uh, he said, continues by saying, personally, I wouldn't see much use of it as I still have my PS3 and I'm not getting rid of it. And even if it'd be here, my PS3 wouldn't be connected, I'd probably barely use it anyway. It's a fun addition at first, but you get used to it soon anyways, meaning you wouldn't really use it as often as you thought you would. Very true. I think that brings a nice wrap-up to that proceedings. Uh, you can see the for and against for it, but it's nice. Game-changing? No. I think it's... People accused a lot of Sony's uh, conference being very gimmicky in the sense of just you know, throwing out you know, the fanboy's dream of having stuff like Final Fantasy VII Remake and Shenmue 3 and not really doing much themselves, but you could argue the same with Microsoft by leading with all the franchises they have in their catalogue, really, and then saying, oh, but we'll let you play your, your old stuff too. Because, quite frankly, we can't think what we've got beyond the next six months. So, I You know what that... I want to say, though? Go I want to see what happens in the future. I know, th I know this is... I don't know how much we're supposed to talk... We're allowed to talk about stuff like this, but... Because the PS4 and Xbox One are so similar, mm. yeah, with the hardware, they're pretty much the same console, aren't they? Really, just the PS4 is slightly yeah, after, better GPU. Yeah, Microsoft moved, you know, did their backpedaling, it yeah. did become more like a two blocks, pretty much the same. You know yeah, what I can't on. wait to see is the day someone hacks the Xbox One—not hacks as in hacks online, like people think they think, but modifies their console. And gets the program that causes that lets the uh, emulator run the Xbox 360 games. Because as the hardware is basically the same on PS4 and Xbox One, it wouldn't be too hard to have the the software working on the Xbox on the PS4. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you, this is again and vice versa. You could say it's like yeah. also with PC software, it's yeah. because it's very PC-based infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting to see in yeah. the future, and these things do seem to inevitably happen. So you could a... see, if there's ever a way to install custom files onto the PS4, we might eventually see... Which is Xbox starting to become more of a workaround, because yeah. as was announced this week you yeah. know, during E3, quite quietly really, was that you know the media player and yeah. the DNA stuff has started coming in. So yeah, yeah. it's not out of the realms of possibility. So yeah, we could be it'd be weird to see. Ah, uh, what are you doing? Ah, uh, I'm I'm playing my I'm playing uh, Halo. Uh, what are you playing on? Oh, my PS4. <laughs> uh, well, oh, what what you didn't know? No, you didn't. You can't you can't play the Halos. 
Can't play the Halo's on your PS4? Oh, sad face. Oh, funny, because look. There's a PS4 pad. You see that? That's a PS4. Yeah. Over there. Sitting there. In my little bureau thing. Yeah. I don't like, even like Halo. I'm just yeah. playing it. I don't know why. You. Yeah. <laughs> just for... Just for I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna burn it in a second. Yeah. Just, just for the lols. Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> you wanna play it? Oh, sad face. Sad face. Sad face. Fred. <laughs> Xbox Fred. Xbox <laughs> Fred. <laughs> nah, it, uh, it could happen. I doubt it. I really doubt it. So you know, yeah, but I don't know. We're going further into the future and yeah. stuff just happens yeah. like it does and you yeah. never know yeah you never know though so if it does happen i called it you if it doesn't happen it, yes. then i then people are just lazy <laughs> yeah so you don't have the ambition hackers. yeah <laughs> if you can't just don't hack me <laughs> yeah no make this happen we'll make you famous i'm telling yeah. you yeah we'll be like the prophets that yeah. sort of said it here and it's like and told your story and for once you won't get called horrible names by uh, the gaming public yeah yeah we could well well only half the gaming public only yeah. some of the gaming public yeah the un that matters the uncouth um i have one other subject to bring up i think did i let's see there's so many things to bring up see there's, there's the so many words we can say there is it's just this is why i wanted to keep it short on what there was because there's just a ridiculous amount. Like that. Oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, I'm gonna find that. I know it's this is probably not gonna interest a lot of people uh, as the story goes, and it's, it came out after E3. But as we're both fans of Life is Strange. Oh yes. And the developers don't know. Did you see the uh, little teaser of their concept work for their RPG game coming up? No. Ah, well, they've got a vampire-based RPG coming out. It should be based on bloodlines. Is... Ah. So basically, you'll be able to... You can feed on anyone in the game, is what they're saying, and each anyone you feed on will have consequences in the world and stuff like that. It sounds very ambitious for the studio. It's... Sounds like bloodlines. does a bit. It's cool. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like a full-on RPG. That'd be amazing. Um, I just felt it deserved a bit of promoting because there was a lot of things out this week that were interesting and amazing, wow, and stuff like that. But this game afterwards, and I was just like, oh, that actually sounds like a really cool thing. And I've said that about every single thing they've done so far, don't nod. You, know, you look oh. at the concept they come up with for their games, and you're like, yeah, that's a cool concept. They write a good concept, and they do good games. Did you, Ben, have anything you would like to bring up? <laughs> Uh, about E3, not really. I think, uh, not really, to be honest. Um, there was anything you were hoping you'd see at E3 that didn't turn up? No, everything was there that I was wanted. Uh, in fact, there was more than I expected to be there. So, yeah, it really was quite yeah. packed with some, you know announcements and stuff. But and, yeah, the stuff that we didn't expect and some good yeah. new games. I mean, Horizon. Well, looked yeah. quite cool. Oh yeah. By the Killzone guys, Guerrilla Games. Like that. That was one of the little highlights that was out there as well. But oh, oh yeah. just so many things this month. They've been fantastic. 
That was really it's, good. It was a very good E3, and I'm glad it's happened. And we can all get back to the, the pot stirring from next week, I'm sure, about why this is rubbish, that's rubbish. Hell, it's happening already. You know, the, the amount of articles out there that say, oh, I hope the Final Fantasy remake does this or doesn't do that. Oh, oh, Shenmue 3 is just going to be rubbish because they're not spending enough money on it. <laughs> so it, it's sad in a way because you, you have your little hype about the game. You're like, oh, I'm really pumped about this. And then within a couple of days, someone's written an article going, mm, yeah, but it could all, all go wrong. <laughs> so, oh. I know. Just ridiculous. Oh, ah, ah. There's some articles about Sony's conference saying the fact that it'd be rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, yeah. I'll say this, going after that and the reaction that Microsoft got, I thought, well, it's going to take a lot for Sony to yeah. really, you know, kick this out of the park. And once they opened with the last guy, <laughs> and I thought, if they were opening with that, they've got something else up their sleeve straight away, because yeah. that's a strong open. It's like, to just to show it off and... Yeah, you could be negative and go, oh, well, there's, they didn't really show that much. It was only a small area, and it's like, yeah, but they're showing it running on a PS4. That's what matters. They're showing it's playable. Yeah, and as you'll see on PSU.com, there's a preview by the guys that went over there that saw the uh, extended version of that, and they seemed quite impressed by it as well. So it's, oh, it's bookending it with Last Guardian because I didn't think I'd be as excited about it as I am. Yeah, I'm just really hyped for it. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't what. know. Yeah, I don't really know why, apart from the fact that it just has something, something Ghibli-esque about it. Yeah, Studio Ghibli. It's just something about it like that, about the way the interaction between the boy and the creature, it just sort of feels cool. I'm just not looking forward to when he dies. <laughs> I don't think he will now. That's the that's the running joke is that when someone said that on the internet. That, that's why they cancelled it and restarted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, like, oh, damn it, someone's already worked out the plot. <laughs> okay, um, one other thing we'll go into before we go to the end bits. That recall oh, as well, probably. Sorry, that recall. Yeah. Recall. Yeah. Recall is quite good, yeah. I it found it funny concept. that I read, I read, I think it was Jim Sterling's tweet, I think, or it's a comedy made. I think it was on his E3 video. Yeah. Which you should watch because he's Jim Sterling. Yeah, mm-hmm. my, my, my Jim Sterling. Um, he made a joke saying, yeah, all all these games nowadays have the dog die. And, you know, yeah, have all that emotion, <laughs> you know, all those emotions. And your dog dies. Um, but now, now you can have a dog that dies. Then you can put the core into another dog and have the dog die again. So you can go through all those emotions all over again. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool concept. So it is like that. As the game goes. So not only can you have it once, you can keep getting all them emotions. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a little highlight of the Microsoft conference. I found, yeah. but it's uh, just little things like that. It's like I wasn't so bothered as ever about their you know, mainstream stuff. You know, Rise of the Tomb Raider doesn't look all that special to be honest well there's a new I'd rec- I've watched it though there's a new tr- another trailer that came out that looks a lot better yeah and I don't doubt it I just where well, it actually shows gameplay rather than just that pillar of ice yeah I mean <laughs> I like most people you know really enjoyed the reboot yeah. the Tomb Raider series looking like a couple of years ago and it helped that I it like... was open world and this game seems very 
linear. Yeah, it seems a bit more enclosed, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which. Yeah. So yeah, it's it just doesn't really sort of lend to the idea of exploration, especially when you look at the Uncharted Four demo, which seemed to offer more branching paths and yeah. ways of going about things. It's like the Again. Switch rolls. Uncharted yeah. Tomb Raider was always linear, but then tried because it was yeah limits to the time. Yeah. PS One couldn't really do much. No, this is it. But it it tried. To yeah. sort of scale out as time went yeah. on, and it seems like it's taking another backward step. Yeah, well, Uncharted is scaling up, Tomb is scaling down. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That, that's all. Just like her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a strange sort of correlation between the two that that happens. It's, yeah, I have to say Uncharted 4, though. Just, oh. It's. Well, you, you want to sort of express how excited you are and it's really hard because the expectation's so high yeah but it's just everything was there that you love about Uncharted the whole back and forth between Sully and Drake was still there and uh, you could see the difference in how they looked from uh, the PS3 era as well just the animations were superb and you know apart from their little snafu of you know the two times they've shown it off they've had some sort of problem <laughs> at least it wasn't falling through the scenery this time yeah. but it's yeah it's you know I, I, I kind of like it because you know it shows it's real yeah and that's what you want and, but I, at the same time I don't want to start feeling cynical that they're just doing it as their gimmick that oh look yeah. we're definitely showing it live because this happened yeah. so, just give me the controller it'll break it then yeah yeah it'll definitely break it when you <laughs> and now Ben we've got a special guest Chili to come on stage to play <laughs> Everyone's like tweeting, oh damn. Unch it this seems Drake has no head now. <laughs> now is Drake, is, Drake is flying. <laughs> oh dear. I dear. thought that was a wall there. Why is he running through it? <laughs> uh. I think, you know what, we've got time to have a little talk about what we've played in yeah. recent weeks because we've not had that for a few weeks. No, it's been a while. Uh, go on, Ben. Tell us what have you played in the last few weeks? Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, pretty much, and Warframe. <sighs> stop! I'm going to stop you there. Why? I've, I've never heard you playing these games before. You never. Uh, I always play Final Fantasy XIV. I just don't play it that much. Uh, we had a. Okay. 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 Roll with it. Roll with it. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. This totally new game I've never played before. It's oh. the newest game in my life. Suck it, you. Never um, RPG type games at all. Yeah, I've never played an RPG in my life. I don't know. <laughs> what are these stats? What's the strength? How do I mine for fish? Why, when I buff, and I'm talking about using a cloth to make things look cleaner, does it not work <laughs> in-game? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the expansion pack came out on Friday. Oh, yes, Heaven's World. Uh, the early access to Reset started Friday. Yeah. Uh, the game comes out next Tuesday. I assume you are early access. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing as we talk. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I am. The areas are massive. The, the storyline's really good. I don't want to talk too much because of spoilers. It's early oh, access yeah. still. Um, the enemies are really tough because the, it's all new areas with high, higher level enemies than you were actually in the original game. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, ridiculously tough. Well, they're not tough. They just have... They're like sponges. Yeah. They have so much health. Um, 
I did one of the new trial, the uh, primal fights. Basically, primals are like gods. Um, each beast tribe um, has a primal of their own, right. and then they they can summon them if there's enough people with enough crystals and enough faith. And then when they're summoned, you beat them down because they're bad. Hmm. Uh, they've added two new summons, need two new primals, Ravana and Bismarck. Bismarck, that's yeah. a good name. That's Bismarck, a... <laughs> it's a giant whale, Bismarck. Oh, that's even better. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's well named. Yeah. Ravana is a four-armed giant insect warrior knight thing. Um, anyway, I've actually fought Ravana. Cool. Uh, you fight with eight people. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, it was so much fun. <laughs> but there was a lot of swearing. Yeah. <laughs> because um, he's basically he pushes you back. He, he, he basically, if you're not near a wall, he'll push you off the map and he'll insta kill you. Oh. Um, and he covers the room in like uh, basically, if you know you're gonna be hit because there's a blue uh, like a blue line, and then an attack will happen, so you can dodge it. He pretty much covers the entire floor with blue lines. <laughs> and then after that, he covers the entire floor with lava. <laughs> that sounds old school. So you got to yeah. run around to the sides, then run into the middle, then run to the side, and then you got to make sure you're right near a wall because it'll knock you off. <laughs> <laughs> so all you can hear, because I was chatting with mates in, in, on the PS4 party chat, Yeah. and all they could hear was me going, you know, Swear word, swear word, swear word. Oh my god, swear word, swear. Oh my god, oh my god, swear word. Oh my god, oh my god, oh god. <laughs> I assume that's a very high level event then. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds terribly stressful. So. Yeah. And this is only hard mode. Extreme mode is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah difficulty modes in that as well. That's even... Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Hard mode, you don't get anything. It's just story based. Yeah. So you can beat the story. And then extreme mode is like an optional version, which is like always a lot harder i don't uh, know what the yeah, extreme I, I... version is this is because that's too high for me <laughs> uh, but stuff like the extreme uh let's say extreme leviathan you're fighting him on the ship normally yeah um, and there's like you've got the four sides of the ship uh, basically leviathan go, dives underwater and then makes the ship tilt all right so you've got to run to the opposite side of where he's gonna make it tilt on hard oh, cool. mode you've got those four walls on extreme uh, mode, those walls have gone. <laughs> so if you're not far enough to the other side, you just fall off and die. Wow. And you can't come back to life until the end of the match. So. That is properly extreme. Yeah, extreme! That is extreme! <laughs> <laughs> um, Titan extreme. Um, he does a, he stomps on the floor. And then if you're in the, in the stomping rate, you're in the, the lines, you'll get knocked off instantly. Hmm. Um, Moogle Extreme is a little bit different. Um, there's loads of uh, Moogles and the Moogle King. Um, it's to fight Moogles? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they've, every, the Moogles have every class in the game as well. Huh? you got a Bard Moogle, a Black Mage Moogle, a Monk Moogle, a Warrior Moogle, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that's cool. They all do unique actions based on the job that, that the Moogle is. Uh, yeah, like the cool. White Mage will use Holy Moogle, Holy Moogle spell and the black mage uses pom flare and stuff like that um which one of my mates called porn flare because he read it wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course he did. yeah so yeah uh, well, anyway 
you got to fight them. In the hard version, you just got to kill them and then kill the king. Yeah. But the uh, extreme version, if you kill one, it starts a timer off on the king. Oh dear. And yes. after the timer kicks off, he insta-kills the entire party. <laughs> yeah. So it's like those high-level moments you get in yeah. single-player games, basically, yeah. where everyone's so, just like, what the hell, what the hell, what the hell. Yeah. The only thing, what you got to do is, got to have the pie, I know this will sound confusing for an online game, work together. And <laughs> work kill, together in yeah, an online I, game. I know. It's why Moogle Extreme is like one of the things that people get stuck on. They can't beat because you got to work together. You kill, you, t- you fight Moogle until he's down to 10% health and then switch to the next Moogle. Yeah. And then once all the Moogles are down to 10%, you then kill the mages first and then, you know, go finish them off and then go for the king because you've got yeah that way you yeah you're gonna get to the king before the timer gets to halfway Uh, yeah tactically that makes sense i suppose so yeah Yeah. but if someone takes the moogles too low or kills the moogle (laughs) yeah yeah it goes which brown town yeah it doesn't help that we're you know because our gear is a lot better than when the extremes came out that's why they're a lot easier than they used to be yeah so you can accidentally kill the moogles by you know being too overpowered <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool though uh, yeah, it does sound like a good expansion though yeah well that, that was old stuff this the expansion oh, stuff. yeah all right uh, it sounds like a good game in general yeah it's a good game uh, anyway so yeah that's what i've been playing and you should expect my review sometime after june 30th because for some reason that's when the embargo is of course yeah. yeah makes sense i suppose yeah get people time to play it and uh, well the raids and stuff like that don't get added until next in two weeks time all oh, right so yeah it's gonna be yeah yeah at that point i'm not looking so. forward to the raids <laughs> uh alex uh, don't have you ever played five fantasy games yeah generally ones, the single uh, ones I've heard played. of alexander the name rings a bell the giant castle again so the fire from rang a bell yeah. as well. So it's, like... it's a, the holy summon normally. It's normally. Oh right, yeah, I think I know that one. Okay. That's a... Yeah, we fight inside that. Really? That's the... Yeah, that's the raid. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So does it like does sort of echo a lot of Final Fantasy places? Oh yeah. Beats, so... Like um, it... North Fanalan reminds me of like Midgar areas in Seven. Oh, that's really nice. Uh, the veteran reward for playing two years is in fact Cloud's outfit. <laughs> cool. um, but yeah there's a lot of like references like um, uh, well the crystal tower from Final Fantasy 4 I think it is is in this game oh, that's amazing including so, all the enemies including all the boss fights from that game yeah it sounds like a bit of a celebration sort of game yeah I do rec- they even had lightning event at one point where lightning joined the game <laughs> well, who cares about that yeah. I know. <laughs> Who isn't Dane? <laughs> but and if Dane's you... opinion should not be trusted because Dane yeah. thinks that Operation Raccoon City is good. I know. I can't believe that. it. I can't believe he thinks that's a good game. Bad no. Dane. It's so still not haze though. Yeah. Still not haze. But I always have to mention it now. Every podcast that yeah. Dane likes Operation Raccoon City because it's wrong to like Operation Raccoon City. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and that was your public service announcement for the, this week's podcast to say that Operation Raccoon City shit yeah 
I, and I bought it as well. So. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. I really don't to I this don't, day. So. Yeah. I, no, I don't think I did. I buy that. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't think. No, I think I. I can't. No, I think I, you played it. That, that, I played that, it. That's for certain. That, that much you. Know, that much you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's because I tried. I, I got. I tried it, and then I also bought Resident Evil Six. I think it was because. It, oh no! It wasn't. Res, yeah, it was Operation City where it said it has so many player. Yeah, player. Yeah, and the co-op and the. Had, no, no, but so much co-op though. Like, it was supposed to be like six co-op player co-op. It was rubbish. It was just. Yeah. I found out it was only one mission, so we all bought the game excited for no reason. <laughs> oh my god, co-op! Oh, okay. It was like a haunted house, a really, really crap haunted house ride where they sort of you have a bloke sitting with you in the train going, "Look, there's that thing that was in that bit in Resident Evil 2. Look, there's another bit that was in Resident Evil 2. Yeah, that one was in Resident Evil 3. Oh, amazing! Sounds like, that, Sounds like a. No wonder Dane liked it. It just that was it. It was just like them saying this happened in this game, that happened in that game. That's it. That was all it was. It was a, but you're not going to do what happened in that game, which was far more exciting yeah. and it looked worse than this. So hats off to us. Yeah. Like that. But yeah, Resi Six I haven't touched still, so I'm I'm maintaining that until they make another good one. So never. Never. <laughs> When seven turns out to be a dancing game or something, so it's, it's uh, that that'd be better. Imagine it. That'd be amazing. I want that. I want the Resident Evil dancing game. If it works for Persona, then you know why not? Resident <laughs> Evil, Resident Evil moaning all night. Yeah, actually, Konami should be implementing that with their back catalogue. You know, they've got Dance <laughs> Dance Revolution. You know, like, Solid Snake dance, versus Silent, Mega Man. <laughs> Silent Hill. Just like you just do slow moving like, dance. Mega Man's Capcom, is it? Sorry. Yeah, so. At least someone needs to use the license, so. <laughs> Without being kickstarted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine Silent Hill on the Dance Dance Revolution just doing really slow, mopey yeah. dancing. Like that. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, that's fun. And then, and yeah, then Konami, you're going to have like Yu Gi Oh characters dancing as well. Yeah. yeah. Be amazing. Make it. Make it, Konami. Actually, don't. You're doing enough wrong. At least they'd be so, doing something. You know what? No, personally, going back to E3 quickly, it's yeah. like two games that, personally, because it's obviously yeah. my personal taste, that I really loved at the show were The Phantom Pain yeah. and Parivo Soccer 2016. And it's like they're two of my favourite games of the show, and that's pretty much all Konami brought. It's like, <laughs> so it's like they still do it every year, they manage to bring like two of my favourite games. I'm looking forward to the new Yu-Gi-Oh game, to be honest. Oh, yes, they thought it, Because they said they'll go up to all the way to Arc V, which is the newest series. Don't ever watch Arc V, it's rubbish. Yeah. Well, I haven't watched it yet, but it looks... I'll, I'll watch it eventually, but... Yeah. Oh, no. Pink hippos. People running hippos to play car games. <laughs> Why? I could barely That's understand not... motorbikes. That line, pink, hip, pink hippos. Yeah, that sounds like your usual uh, anime fun yeah. sort of thing. So. <laughs> I didn't mind so, yeah. the last series. But anyway, this is not a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. No, it's not. Because <laughs> I, would, I would be completely out of my depth and just nodding along for the entire podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so what else did you play this week other than that? Was it just well, Warframe. 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 Uh, Warframe. 
the event started this week for the Dera Vandal or the Karak Wraith. Uh, based on whoever wins the event, one of the weapons will be released. Mm, cool. Um, but because uh, Alan V, the guy who gave the Karak Wraith one on PC, everyone yeah. on PS4 wants the other guy to win, even if the weapon's rubbish, just to, just to annoy Digital Extreme, so they have to do two <laughs> different storylines. <laughs> Because PC has weapons and stuff like that that we don't have, like Excalibur Prime. Ah, right, okay. That we will, they said we'll never get on console. So we kind of want to get a weapon that PC won't get for a while by having it, us do the different storyline. <laughs> Just to That's be pretty, annoying. That's perfect. That is video game culture. It's right yeah. down the middle there. And <laughs> it seems a lot of people are doing this because... Uh, Basically, it's supposed to be every 11 hours that a new event starts. And every yeah. time... It, uh, but the first night, it was like, oh, he's won the event already in like two hours. <laughs> Next event starts, two hours. Next event starts, two hours. <laughs> the guy had a 4-0 four, four lead on the first night. Yeah, it was supposed to be 11 oh. hours each time. <laughs> Jeez. Everyone's like, yeah, he needs to win. We're going to make sure of it. Because the last time something like this happened, we wanted the other guy to win, and Digital Extremes let the other guy win because they said it was too close to count. Now it's 4-0 right now, so yeah, they can't exactly lie again because it's not exactly close to count. Last no, it really was... isn't at that point. It's a, a foregone conclusion, I would yeah, say. Yeah, 4-0, and it was close to 5-0 last time I was on, so. Yeah, I, I, that's a go-home sort of score, that one. So that ought to conclude your games, I would imagine, for this yeah, week. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'll tell you what, Tilly, I also played an online multiplayer role-playing game. Would you believe? I can actually somewhat relate wow. to this whole story, but not the same one, of course, as you. I played the very Western role-playing game, which is uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, yeah, so I played a bit of that as well. I should have said that. Yes, yeah. It's because right, we can talk about it now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite enjoying it. I'm suffering from the uh, usual curse of... Well, getting it when I did means that E3 turned up, so that's severely limited my time of actually going on it. Yeah. And the people I'm playing with, of course, have now on their second characters. <laughs> while I'm still fiddling about on level 10 going oh I'm in Morrowind this is great like that. <laughs> that's it that's, but that's fine by me just, that's what I do just poodle around listen to podcasts and play the game that's what I wanted out of it to be honest it's mm. you know, I'm very very raw in the world of MMOs as it is the closest I've really come to doing it properly is either you know, GTA Online or uh, DC Universe and um, yeah it's I always felt it would be the franchise for me that going up being online I would get into because I love the yeah. Elder Scrolls lore and everything about it and it's yeah it's from what I'd heard about it on its PC launch it's definitely improved as a game overall and there's lots of stuff to it and it's just cool stuff to explore and it's, it's a game that seems to want to make you take your time about playing it what did you think of it though so far um, I'm a little bit ahead of you I'm level 22 
uh, no, it's like your second, uh, what, third MMO, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, and you're still ahead of me. <laughs> so, it's literally one of two games I've played for, in the last two weeks. But it's only because my mate got the collector edition. Yeah. So we got married in the game using the collector edition. Uh, yeah, yeah. Me and my friends had this discussion yeah. about who's going to marry who, just yeah. just to do that. <laughs> so, well, he, he, which I said, you know, I'm married yeah. already, so you know, like I can't participate in any of this yeah. uh, heathen project. You get ten percent XP bonus. Yeah. Um. So, he's now a a, hu- uh, a man in a wedding dress, <laughs> and I'm a small fat lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm currently so, yeah. playing as a, a dark elf. So. Uh, I'm playing as a, uh, I'm gonna butcher your name, the Agrafen or whatever it is. Argonian. Argonian. I'm a small. I I made him small, pale white. He's an albino. Uh, he's yeah, got a big ass very, belly. Yeah, very ashen skinned, tall, yeah. pale with a big nose. So accurate in yeah. uh, representing me, I would say. Yeah, I thought mine would represent me quite well because I'm small, <laughs> fat, very light skinned. But yeah, now it's like. I was so hyped to get it and I wanted yeah. to play it it's like Batman's coming next week now and I'm just like mm, I'm gonna, gonna have to sort of play Batman a lot so <laughs> in a short space of time so yeah, yeah I was hyped I was hyped but with the Final Fantasy 14 expansion that came out E3 and then yeah it was next timing really next week is possibly Batman if I can afford it if not yeah. there's J-Stars versus plus as well. This is it. And then there's the other game that's sort of taken yeah. my week. Uh, but I've played it at a different pace because I'm doing it uh, chapter by chapter with my son, which is uh, Lego Jurassic World. That is an amazing game. It's just so fun. And it feels more like the slightly older Lego games, you know, but sort of Lego Batman 2 era. Have you, done, have you got to Jurassic Park 3 yet? No, I'm still in Lost World because I can only play when he can play. Because ah. he doesn't want me to go ahead of him. Okay, a little, little bit of a spoiler, yeah, but not much of a spoiler. It's not a spoiler at all, really, but it's just a little not bit really, of a warning. I've seen, yeah, I've seen it so, <laughs> as a film. So. No, this is anything to do with story at all. Oh, um, different kind of spoiler. Um, there's a bit after the landing pad. Yeah. Where you got to climb, you got to push over a tree, climb and jump on it and get across a uh, river. Yeah. Make sure you turn off any red bricks if you've got any. Alright. Because if you've got any red bricks on, you will literally just jump through the tree. <laughs> you will not be able to cross that river, ever. Why does it not surprise me you found this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we always, I always have the two times multiplier on. Ah, uh, right, that's it. So... No, I did see a couple of nice little secret things, you yeah. know, that came up, like the... Uh, in that cutscene where the E.T. Yeah. in a bike thing comes past and moves. Like I said, it feels more like the old Lego games. Yeah. And that they're putting the humour first and not so worried. Because obviously the voice cast stuff is all recorded from years ago when the film yeah. came out. Rather than going with new dialogue. And that's what I found with like Lego Batman 3 and Lego Marvel. And the recent ones like that and The Hobbit. That they were just a bit yeah. too bloated. Those games are just trying to do too much. It just feels like they scale back a bit for Lego Jurassic World and made it more fun all around the experience. And you know, you get to be Lego dinosaurs. What can you do better than Lego dinosaurs? Seriously. 
Because I thought superheroes would be one. It, yeah. But no, apparently not. Lego dinosaurs is the way forward. And it's just so fun to see the reaction my son has. Yeah. Uh, to the way we play it. You know, the point, yes, he does have his little tantrum when we have to turn it off, but still, he's <laughs> excited about it. So. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good game though, so he's, he's really got a good is. reason yeah. to. It's, he's super into his dinosaurs, and it's just the perfect timing. Well, dinosaurs are cute, so it's understandable. Yeah, he's. I think, and he appreciates the humour. I mean, it's like there was a yeah. scene in um, the first Jurassic Park film they got in there that, you know, where instead of eating the guy who's sat on the toilet, he just yeah. pings him, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh no, he pings the raptor at the end, that's it, sorry, yeah, in the end scene. He just pulls his tail and boings him off into the, the distance, and he just started having a hearty laugh about that. And it, you know, <laughs> he's not even four years old, and it's just funnier than him to see that. He's there going, he pinged him, he pinged him. Like that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lovely thing to have. And it's just, I don't know, it's probably made me enjoy the game more than I yeah. would have. Yeah, I'll admit though, it, it did seem it does seem easier than recent Lego games. Yeah, so I mean, it seems like the older ones. Yeah, like I've you know recently one, I've taken to playing the uh, Peter version because of yeah. the 3DS versions because yeah. they're just simpler. They just do everything like they did. Yeah. Whereas yeah, stuff like Lego Batman, Marvel, like I said, just yeah. sort of went too far in the open worlds and trying yeah. to get all this stuff done. And it's just like, oh, no, I don't need it. So it's a nice change of pace. I'm sure they'll ruin that change of pace when they go back to Avengers at the end of the year. Well, Lego Jurassic Park is open world, by the way. Yeah, it's but not the same sort of level. It's like um, yeah. Lord of the Rings yeah. and Batman, where there's it, it open world, but it's not too big. Yeah, and not well, too it, full of. Once nonsense. you've beaten each one, it, you can then explore it. Yeah, so I mean, but you yeah. can see that it's not yeah. as bad to go through. Oh no, not like freaking Batman. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Lego Batman 3, especially Marvel. So yeah. it's just, the open world was just boring after a while. It yeah. just didn't feel fun. Uh-uh. Which for a Lego game is what it needs to be, fun. Yeah, especially, that's it. And this is a game featuring most of my favourite characters ever. And it just wasn't fun enough. I'm still not going to defend Lego Dimensions, though. <laughs> I like the concept, and it would just, you know, I could probably end up following the house trying to get the collectibles but yeah. it's just like that's the I, thing that's just, I, I can't I, I, just, I can't yeah. push something that's so expensive you know, yeah I mean my only free Lego figures are I've got Spider-Man on my gearing I've got Luke Skywalker yeah. and uh, the uh, electric suit Batman from Lego Batman 2 that's pretty cool and that's it but yeah if, if I could I'd be having every single damn one I wanted <laughs> at this point so <laughs> it's like the, the Lego dinosaurs from Jurassic World now, just like, oh, I could do those, they'd be cool. So, I just love the, the mix of franchises sometimes that they yeah. do. It's, oh, so magical. <laughs> that, yeah, that is pretty, it's literally been the only two games I've played in the last few weeks. It's ridiculous. It's mainly because of E3, making, taking up most of the time. To be fair, yeah. they are all good games, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, no, I can't remember the last time I got. Two games that were new out that week in the same week. It's just so it's good timing, really, isn't it? It's yeah. You know what, Ben? I think that wraps us up. Oh, it? it feels like it's been too short. It does. And too it? structured. 
had, had it has and it hasn't yeah we've, <laughs> we've had our little tangents but not too bad yeah. so we've done well <laughs> mike need not worry mike is on holiday for anyone who doesn't know this week which is probably the doom of this podcast so <laughs> that we let loose on yet another one hopefully maybe yes <laughs> ben what would yeah. you like to do first would you like to do contact details or the other thing we might have wanted to talk about oh i'd like to do the other thing quickly if that's possible by all means go ahead um final fantasy 14 as you heard earlier is an mmo um and they're having a recruit a friend campaign um basically if you recruit a friend you get prizes for both you and your friend um anyway i want to recruit three friends so i can get a prize You'll get a prize as well, just I'll get the better prize. <laughs> um, Which is arguable. You'll still get a good prize though, don't, don't worry. Yeah. And you'll get a free game because I will purchase three free copies for PC, PS4, PC, PS3, depends on what platform you want. I don't care what platform. Yeah. Um, and you'll get a copy of the game free. So you'll save yourself £50. Pounds. 50, 50 pounds. 50 English monies. Yeah, 50 English pounders. Um, so yeah... If you want a chance to do this, I'll be announcing more soon because I can't afford it right now, of course. Um, probably in July time, I'll talk about it more. Um, so, yeah, you'll get a chance to get some... You'll basically get some silver chocobo feathers, which you can trade in for gear. Um, that will give you equipment to help you level up. You'll also get a, a necklace that will give you 25% bonus XP if you're under level 50. Um You'll also get a load of other stuff as well. Or you'll get a special mount that you can only get from this campaign. Um, and I get... I get all that stuff as well. And I get a, a special... Another special mount. And I get a Twin Tanya mount. Which uh, anyone who's new to the series won't know. But there was something called the... Um, coil, uh, the Bahama Coils. Where they were the hardest part of the previous content of the original game. I know that reference. Um, and turn five, there was a monster called T Twin Tanya. Now, I'd say about 60% of the players got stuck because of how overpowered Twin Tanya was. It, it is a ridiculously hard fight. Even I, I, it took me like 200 attempts before I beat it. Wow. Um, anyway, they will now give you that boss fight monster as a mount where you can fly around the new areas. Wow. You can even do her attack dive bomb onto players for shits for yeah shits and giggles. It won't hurt them. It just does the animation of the dive bomb. <laughs> but yeah, you can dive onto other players. So That's yeah. Sweet. Um, so yeah, I want that mount, and I want people to play the game. So it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, yeah. Um, so in July, I'll be talking more about it. Also, remember in July I'll be given another way again because I reached 500 friends on PSN. Uh, so I will be doing another giveaway where I give away something else. So this will be July. So it will be a hot summer yeah. at PSU for yeah. giving stuff out. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. If it wasn't the fact that I had just spent 130 quid on Final Fantasy XIV, I'd do it now. But <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, a dedicated man. I want that mount. <laughs> And I want people to be happy. Yes. So, this is not completely selfish. Giving you everything so that he can get everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a movie poster. 
<laughs> he gave everything it is. so he could get everything. <laughs> Sounds like some it's sort of romantic movie. It's a selfish version of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he... I, I died for your sins so I can get free top ups for life at Subway. <laughs> I died for your sins so I can sin. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> now we just lost but... everyone because. We just offended every religion jokes. at once, somehow. That's all right. We, we, we play to a 90% atheist yeah. uh, viewership. So, yeah. that's fine. Uh, how do we know that? I'm just uh, not looking Stats. forward to the backlash. Yeah. How do we know that? <laughs> Tell you what, power of imagination. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I will give away a free gift. Three free gifts. Four free gifts, if you think about it. Four free gifts yeah. next month. Uh, so, so you know what then? Yeah, what? what? People should know who you are more. People should know how okay. to find you. you That's a great way of following how this competition will go and yeah. have a chance of them winning yeah, the competition. competition. Uh, if so, you wanna, yeah. If you want to know who I am and how to stalk me or where I am, um, go to chili underscore UK on Twitter, uh, ben.shubbyhall at psu.com, uh, I said that again because I think I said it wrong. Ben dot Hall at PSU dot com. Uh, chili underscore Twitter. Chili on PSN. Chili on NeoGaf. Chili in your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chili con carne. Yeah. Uh, and so, so yeah, if you want all the things, contact me with all those things. Um, and compl- oh, I, I want to say another shout out to. I haven't replied to your email yet, by the way, mate. Sorry. Um, but Thomas Gargan said that his package arrived. He was the one who previously won my last previous competition. Oh, fantastic. Um, and he asked, he said a lot of things, so I'm going to say the email right here, right now. Um, he, he played he played the game on, he's not going to play it because he played it on PS3. Um, and he said, I thought Sony had a great conference. I love Uda's games, and I'm excited for The Last Guardian, I'm excited for Horizon, Shenmue 3, and especially Final Fantasy 7. Uh, the Taken King trailer was cool as well. I was also surprised to see Platinum is developing a near sequel with the original creators. I was a fan of the original. Uh, the podcast was great this week, of course. Uh, and that last one, you said Capcom will remake it. But you forgot what game it was for. I, I can't remember anyway. <laughs> but my delivery is perfect. Well, thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Excellent. Thank Excellent. you. And then he asked about any um, other podcasts we listen to, which I will send you an email about that. Um, oh, so, yeah. yes. Fine. Yeah. Oh, what podcasts we listen to? Yeah, what podcasts we listen to? Oh, I could recommend a few straight off the bat. Go ahead. So, um, you should listen to regular features, first yeah. of all. It's not entirely game-based, but it features people who have worked in the games industry or do still work in the games yeah. industry, like uh, Matt Leaves, uh, who used to be a video gamer, um, Gav Murphy, who's now at IGN, yeah. uh, John Blythe, who's done a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. and Stephen Hogarty. And, yeah, they just talk nonsense and filth every week, and it's... Majestic stuff. Um, also, would suggest video gamer podcast because, yeah, again, those guys just—they're brilliant. They, they're so into their own characters that it's, it makes for one of the funniest podcasts out there about gaming. And of course, Jim Sterling's Podquisition, which you know, Jim Sterling's Ace, uh, Laura Kate Dale, also great, uh, great stories about those little weird indie games she finds and strange tasting. Food and drinks that people <laughs> give her, and uh, and also uh, Gav, who's from Miracle of Sound, who does 
music based on uh, video games. That's absolutely awesome. Those guys definitely deserve a listen podcast-wise. And I'm sure I have one more that isn't us. So. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't us. Oh, BitSocket. You should always listen yeah. to BitSocket, which is just two Scottish guys, Scott and Joe, who talk games, have their little segments, and it is a just a really tight, well-done little podcast. And they have you could just tell they're great friends, and they make it work so wonderfully. So, so yeah, they are my suggestions. I pretty much suggest the same things to be honest. I don't really listen to that many podcasts. No, um, I don't. They're, they're my video game ones, and yeah. the rest is a really old stuff that I'm sure people would know it by now. So, um, but I think I'll plug my own podcast as well. Yeah. Um, well, not my podcast. That's not my. Um, um, I, I'm gonna plug 4GO as well. Not 4GO. Yeah, 4GO, yeah, 4GO. Yeah, that's what it's called now. <laughs> For some reason, I want to call it RDGH again, but no, it's 4GO. <laughs> I've been on it so many times, I should know. Hell, I'm funding it. <laughs> oh, I was in it once, even? Yeah, he was in it once. Like uh, one time. In fact, we're recording it tonight, I think. Mm. After this. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Which, of course, we'll have already recorded by the time. Yeah, yeah this is already recorded by the time that gets recorded, so... Um, yeah, so yeah, 4GO, I'd recommend it. And, of course, all the stuff that he just recommended. And I kind of like PewDiePie's podcast, but I don't he listen does, he to does it a much. Podcast? I don't know, he did a podcast. Yeah, he does a podcast with... Um... Oh, what's his name now? Yeah, PewDiePie does a podcast. Oh, fantastic. Uh, oh, that just reminds me as well of Darth Souls, which is Matt Leeds' podcast. He has most of the people I mentioned in the other ones on it as well. Yeah. And they have some good discussions about all sorts of games. Yeah. But yeah, I do recommend PewDiePie's as well, kind of. It's not that great, but it's, yeah, if you want to laugh. Yeah, if you're a fan of PewDiePie, yes. say. which I actually am, so don't hate me. Don't hate me, haters. David <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hater's going to hate. Um, but I'll always admit, he is one of those people that's either going to like him or you're going to dislike him. Oh, yeah. So I respect him for what he's done. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, I wish I could do what he's done. Yeah. Oh. God. Oh, what a life. Well, that'd be so good. Yeah. Uh, I guess, Brit, when you think about it, the amount of work that goes into stuff he does, and, you know, oh, actually. Yeah. So, just like any, it's yeah. like you get into your, your rhythm of doing these things, yeah. you just get. Anyway, we're yeah. going completely off topic. <laughs> we are again, aren't we? <laughs> I was going to do my detail things, but, yeah. but no one cares about that. Yeah, we do. Uh, What's your details? <laughs> How can we stalk you? I I'll first give a shout out to everyone that commented this week on Facebook and on the website for the uh, backwards compatibility article. Article. Uh, article. Um, it's yeah, great big response. Pretty positive stuff. No, why are you being so silly and making this an article? But which is always nice to see with my work. Um, yeah, so hats off to you guys. Some really great opinions. I'm sorry I couldn't get to them all today. You. But hopefully we'll do this every week. We'll, we'll ask a question and you can answer the question and maybe you can have that answer. Yeah, maybe you could be on the frost podcast. Frost upon unchained doors. Yeah. Like a, an abandoned baby. <laughs> That's so, that shouldn't laugh. But. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't laugh. No, it made me laugh. So, so. Um, um, but yes, if you would ever want to contact me after listening to this, it's uh, neil.bolt at psu.com for the email. Uh, you can find me at Nezco, which is N E W C K, 
Ellie, yes, that's right, and on Twitter, or you can find me in the club. Oh no, that's not me. That's Fifty Cent. Um, you can find. <laughs> you can. You find might find you in the club as well. You will not find me in the club these days. I just, I, I'd be, if you do, I'll be the guy in the corner going, oh, I used to hate this. Why am I here again? And like, it's like, oh, price drinks for kids today. <laughs> that sort of thing. But no, the other place you'd probably find me is on BSN. It's Son of Venom, all lowercase. And I play some games. It's like, not particularly well. Not very social. So, you know. Go nuts with that. <laughs> so yeah, that wraps us up for this week. It's been fun hosting for the first time ever, possibly the last time. It's, we'll see how that goes. The numbers drop off this week. But uh, yeah, it's been great to have you with me, Ben, to do it. No it's, problem. At least it makes it fun. <laughs> That's the main thing. No, it's been a good podcast. You've been a good host. Ah, oh, stuff. So, see now they will turn off now because I think they're just trying to force the issue on them like no we want Mike back get Mike back hey at least they won't be going oh get chilly get chilly we want him on <laughs> they'll be like no because he made this happen too he was there <laughs> shame shame oh, nah, nah. I'm sure they will like your hosting I'm sure they will and if they don't I don't care there you go um, right so yes we're done for this week. Join us next week when the E3 haze of wonderfulness is probably worn off and we're back to being cynical bastards about everything. And Capcom will remake it. Yeah, and and special thanks to our <laughs> guests at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Seemingly had promised a lot, but had yeah. disappeared and not delivered on any of those promises, much like Ubisoft. <laughs> so, hey, they did, they did keep one promise, though. That there was Which one was... thing that was completely kept through. Uh, but I'm going to end. I'm going to just. Yeah, I'll let you end the show with this anecdote. Thank you for staying for this beautiful podcast. Thank you. And goodbye.